yo, 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 yo! Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike. Audio engineer extraordinaire, he happens to be in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hi. Thank you very much, Mike. Oh, we also have Dell, our resident stander in the corner. Go ahead and let the folks at home know you are real, Dell. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much. You guys might know me, Chris, from my YouTube channels, Chris vs. the World Comedy Channel, Laser Lemon Gaming Channel. Also, this podcast that we happen to do every single Friday, going on 63 episodes. Wow. Wow. We have a new episode every single Friday that you can subscribe to, download for free, anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We are there. We're on Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. I'm light years ahead of you all that jazz. It's going to be a good show, folks. I hope. I think so. I think so. I think so. We're going to be talking about some superstitions, some house hunting, the new Xbox, Walmart shenanigans, and some amazing listener questions. I think it's going to be fun. So let's get into it. I was looking at my calendar the other day, and I noticed that the Game Awards, the Video Game Awards, were happening this week. I also noticed that I get paid, you know, nothing too interesting. Nothing too interesting. But then I looked at Friday. Mike, Dell, do you guys know what day Friday is? Uh, happy birthday. It's not my birthday, Mike. This episode of Chris to Chris is going up on Friday the 13th, the unluckiest day of the year. And this has me worried, of course, because I haven't heard about anything good ever happening on Friday the 13th. You know, they even made some movies called Friday the 13th. They're about uh, a hockey player named Jason Voorhees, and he just wants to make friends, but nobody will talk to him because he was born on Friday the 13th. I haven't seen the movies. I assume I'm right. Anyways, I'm worried that this could spell mm, doom. We'll say doom and gloom for Chris to Chris. I'm a little bit worried. I'm going to have to investigate, though. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get myself into a, a frenzy. So I'm going to have to investigate. In the meantime, why don't we uh, go ahead and move on to, what's it called? It's just the tip of the week. Tip of the week time, that's right. Now, I had a three-day weekend last weekend. I know, hold your applause, hold your applause. We spent, my wife and I spent most of that three-day weekend looking for a new place to live because our lease is expiring late next month. Moving sucks, by the way. I just want to make that clear. If you, if you haven't had to move a lot, moving does suck. If you, if you pull out the dictionary, you uh, move over to the... The letters M, M-O, M-O-V-I-N-G. You, you find that, that word moving right there. It says you got to move your shit and it sucks. It's right there in the dictionary. Webster, Oxford, they all say the same thing. And I know it sucks because I have had to move approximately 100 to 100 million times. I've had to move a lot in my days. I've had many an address. Mike. I have spent more time dicking around on Zillow last weekend than I did playing video games all month. Easily. I know some of you are scoffing like, well, I haven't played video games all year. Well, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. I don't know why I sound so hostile about that. Anyway, I've been calling uh, real estate agents and property managers and, 
and anybody who has some kind of place that I might want to habitate, I've been calling them up, setting up appointments, filling out applications, sending in blood samples, the whole nine, right? It's been an exhausting week. Exhausting week, exhausting weekend, exhausting month, exhausting life. As I said, our lease expires next month, and they want to raise our rent about 125 bucks because California's housing situation is a complete dumpster fire. Not kidding. I think I've mentioned that uh, several times on this show. It is a dumpster fire. Every single year, like clockwork, they raise our rent about 120, I don't know, some ridiculous amount. It's, it, it's crazy. And, you know, we, they're actually raising our rent. They're actually cutting us a deal. Because if we, we go to the website for our apartment complex, they are actually charging more for this same layout to newcomers. So look at me. Look at me getting the, uh, the grandfathered-in raised price of only $125 more per year, as if my raise at work, my cost-of-living raise, is actually going to increase with the cost of living. What a joke. So like I said, every, every year they raise my rent an obscene amount, right? So at this point, we're ready to hit the road. We're ready to move on, you know? Looking at greener pastures. We're looking at the sunset behind us. And as I mentioned on the show, we've got our son on the way. So we, we want more space. Uh, last weekend, my wife and I watched, or not last weekend, a week or two ago, my wife watched, uh, my wife watched, my wife and I watched the new Mike Birbiglia stand-up special on Netflix. And spoilers, light spoilers, but uh, sometime during the show, he covers the entire stage full of his kids crap just the the toys the clothes everything right and it is eye-opening it made my pupils dilate it's just wow that is a lot of shit and that's just one kid that's just one kid so now we're looking all over for somewhere else to live we need another bedroom period point blank right we got we got a baby shower baby shower we got a baby shower coming in a in a month or two and I expect we'll get stuff. Thank you guys, by the way. Thank you ahead of time for getting us stuff. We appreciate it. But stuff, it turns out, requires space. So we need space. So we got to move. We got to move. We got to move. So we've been driving around all weekend, looking everywhere. And it has not been fruitful because, again, California. I took my wife on Monday to a, a uh, community that was priced affordably but as we got into it you could see why you know it was a nice place to live it was a nice place to live and you could tell it was a nice place because there were three guys working together to to break into a car that i'm sure they owned you know that's the kind of teamwork that you don't find just anywhere it's the kind of teamwork you find in a community now my wife wanted to keep looking at other places so that's what we're doing but we're tired we are absolutely exhausted I know I am. As I'm recording this podcast, I'm tired. It hasn't been an easy process, you know? So this week's tip is to find a good place to live the first time and never, ever move. Now, if you can't afford a nice big place, try playing the lotto, you know? I didn't play enough, and now half of my life is dedicated to scrolling through Zillow all day, all night, on my breaks, on my lunch, on on any freaking period of free time i'm on zillow apartments.com rent.com it sounds like i'm doing an ad for them and by the way if you guys are listening zillow rent 
Apartments.com. I'd be happy to do an ad for you if you pay me money. I don't know. I don't know. We might have phoned in our tip this week, but that's my tip. You know, just don't move. Don't ever move. If you find a nice place under a, a an overpass, if it's nice, stick around because moving is a pain in the ass. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Well, would you look at that? We actually have a lot of video game news this week. And that was not the case about five or six years ago where you would see a lot of video game news in December, but we'll get into that. Sony did a, another State of Play video. That's their... It's a. It's pretty much their ripoff of Nintendo Directs where they will put out a pre-made YouTube video just uh, showing off new games, making announcements, so on and so forth. And that happened on Tuesday. And they showed off the... The highlights were like the, the Resident Evil 3 remake, which was totally leaked already ahead of time by Sony. Good job, Sony. They also showed off that Untitled Goose Game was going to come to the PS4. I think it's also coming to the Xbox. And uh, Kingdom Hearts DLC. Kingdom Hearts has the worst trailers, by the way. I just wanted to put that little diss out there. They also showed off about five whole seconds of Ghosts of Tsushima and a bunch of indie games. But the highlight of this show was that the live chat on YouTube, the, the YouTube stream, Every single time they showed anything remotely indie, anything that wasn't something that was immediately recognizable by this audience, a bunch of dipshit 12-year-olds would start spamming the chat with thumbs-down emojis and booing the game and just pissed off that they weren't seeing something that they already knew about. Uh, it was, it was, it was kind of toxic. We'll say that. Nintendo also did their own uh, direct of sorts. They called it Indie World. They did it on the same day, on Tuesday. And it was completely dedicated to just indie games. So they didn't show off anything on the, the caliber of Resident Evil 3 Remake. But they did show off uh, Axiom Verge 2, Streets of Rage 4, Skatebird, which is a, a skateboarding game where you skateboard as a bird. It looks adorable. They also showed off a bunch of other uh, indie games. It was fun. It was a nice, fun little show. Uh, and same for Sony's. You know, despite the, the shitty fan base, uh, Sony did a fine job. Right? It was just a, a free... In, in December, they were just showing off some, some games. So congrats. Congrats to everybody who wanted to see some new games. And to everybody else who was uh, booing and just having a bad time. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It's okay. It's okay. You don't need to be completely entertained. You don't need to be completely satisfied every second of your life. You live in a world with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Disney+. Plus. It's incredible. You have no idea. You have no idea. Rewind a hundred years ago, you fuckhead. I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry. But yeah, rewind a hundred years ago. See how you like it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. You would have died by now. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, 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 like I said earlier in the show, the, the game awards, the video game awards also happened this week. Actually, they happened while we were making this episode. The, the Game Awards are pretty much, if you don't know, they're pretty much one big commercial for the games industry. They're, they're produced by Jeff Keighley. He used to work for, for G4, I believe. I, I don't know. Or, or Screw Attack. I don't know. Jeff Keighley was or, was or is this guy. I don't know if I would like him in person. I'm not sure I would, but I hope he listens to the show, and I hope to one day have him on this show. I'll say that. Anyway, Game Awards. They, they give awards to developers and publishers. It's... Pretty much the biggest award show for the video game industry. 
but it's also extremely commercialized. And the reason I say that is because they show trailers for new games coming out throughout the whole thing. So it's not like the Oscars. It's okay. So imagine the Oscars, but in between awards, they were showing off new movie trailers. And I don't think they do that yet. They do that kind of thing in the MTV movie awards, that sort of thing. I think Nickelodeon uh, awards probably do the same thing. They're both owned by Viacom, right? So the game awards is kind of analogous to that. And every now and then, some guy will come up on the stage and announce that he wants to fuck animals. That happened last year. He said he was a, he was a furry and he, he said he was gay and that he was a furry and that was everything Republicans hate. And I didn't watch the full show this year, at least not yet. So I'm assuming that didn't happen. It only happened last year. But I'm assuming it's going to happen every year from now on. I missed most of the show because I had other things to do, like work on this podcast. But I did see that Microsoft revealed the new Xbox. And I thought that was a ballsy move. It was a ballsy move to reveal your new system that's not coming out until next Christmas. And you still have two weeks until this Christmas. So I'm imagining Xbox sales, Xbox One sales, Xbox One X sales, Xbox One SAD. That's the uh, Xbox One S all digital edition. I'm imagining all Xbox sales getting killed from here on out. I mean, of course, you know, there's going to be deals. There's going to be people that uh, wait until four or five years to get a, a new system. So there will be people that buy it. But I think there will be a significant amount of people not buying it because of this announcement. I think that they wanted to get ahead of Sony. So they said, look, we are going to do this at the Game Awards. And they did it through a, a trailer that was less than two minutes long, I believe. And, you know, that's cool, but it's also... It's also kind of hype deflating because it's not your show. You are sharing the stage. And that's, uh, it's ballsy, but I also think it's kind of dumb. Mike, guess what this thing is called. Guess, just guess what it's called. Uh, Xbox, uh, what are they on? Four? Xbox Four. No, it's called Xbox Series X. Xbox Series X. Microsoft is so bad at naming consoles. None of them names have been good. I'll say it right now. I have a bit of a bias when it comes to the Xbox naming scheme. I don't like any of them. I don't. I didn't like the name Xbox. I didn't like the name Xbox 360. I didn't like the name Xbox One. I didn't like the, like the name Xbox One X. And I sure as shit don't like the name Xbox Series X. It's just a... It's just word vomit. It's just word vomit. It's like, how many times can I get the letter X into our title? And the answer is three, triple X. So what I do like, and I'll say this, I, I do like that it kind of, it has a unique look, right? This is the closest they've ever gotten to an, a box-shaped console, even though it's not really a box. It's more of a, a stretched box. It's a rectangle that stands vertically. It's a uh, rectangle. It's a rectangle with a vent on the top and a green light. But it looks kind of sleek. I kind of like the look of it. But I do not like the name. And supposedly there's going to be like two or three different versions of this, more affordable versions. And the, you know, this one has the X in the title. So this is going to be the premiere version, I assume. I was reading online. People think that the next, uh, the, the more affordable version will be called the Xbox Series S. Also a bad name. Also a bad name. 
I, I kind of like the look. I don't like the name. But I, I do give them credit for trying something new with, with the look of it. So there's that. There's that. They also showed off uh, uh, Hellblade 2. It was called Senua's Saga. I played the first Hellblade on Switch. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I highly recommend it if you like scary shit. But, uh, yeah. That was that was our video game corner. Uh, but what's, what else we got to talk about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to panic mode. I have not forgotten that this episode is airing on Friday the 13th. What does that mean? What does that mean? Will Chris to Chris get canceled? I don't know. I don't know. Will Jason Voorhees hockey Mike to death? I don't know. We can only hope, right? But here's what I do know. And this is from history.com. So you know it's true. On Friday the 13th, Germany bombed Buckingham Palace in 1940. On Friday the 13th, over 300,000 people in Bangladesh were killed by a cyclone in 1970. On Friday the 13th, a Chilean airplane disappeared in 1972. On Friday the 13th, Tupac Shakur died in 1996. I know some of you are going to say, allegedly, but he's dead. He's dead, folks. And it's sad. Is Chris to Chris the next victim of Friday the 13th? When I worked for a, a big casino company in Las Vegas, we took calls for their hotels as well as the casino, right? And multiple hotels officially did not have a 13th floor because people were too afraid of bad luck. And I'm not, I'm sure that's not exclusive to Vegas, right? I'm sure that paranoia and that, that uh, superstition is worldwide. Microsoft skipped Windows 9 and jumped straight to Windows 10. I'm willing to bet that Apple does not put out an iPhone 13. I bet you they call it anything else. They'll, they'll use Roman numerals if they have to. They'll call it the XIII, and they'll say that out loud, too. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do here, either. If we don't put this episode out on Friday, millions of Chris to Chris fans will not have anything to listen to on Friday. I gotta think about this. I gotta think about this. But while I'm thinking, let's move on to the news. Oh, we got a good one here, actually suggested by one of our listeners, Devin. Mike, did you hear about this uh, Walmart story? Walmart Canada has issued an apology for selling a Christmas sweater featuring Santa Claus getting ready to snort Three lines of blow. That's uh, cocaine for you uh, folks that don't know about blow. The the sweater, it's like one of those ugly, quote-unquote ugly sweaters. It says, let it snow in big, bold letters. And Santa Claus, he's, he's just smiling ear to ear, you know, with his dilated pupils. So, of course, you could see how they might have thought it would be okay to sell this at Walmart. Now, the best part of this is the product description. I'm going to read all of it. This is what it said on the Walmart website. We all know how snow works. It's white, powdery, and the best snow comes straight from South America. Hmm. That's bad news for jolly old St. Nick who lives far away in the North Pole. That's why Santa really needs to savor the moment when he gets his hand on some quality grade A Columbia snow. He packs it in perfect lines on his coffee table and then takes a big whiff to smell the high-quality aroma of the snow. It's exactly what he needs to get inspired for Christmas Eve. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. Walmart has apologized and they took it down. And I found this same sweater on Amazon and Etsy if anyone listening is interested in buying a very tacky sweater with drugs on it. But I think that these might actually be knockoffs, so I'm, I'm sure that the actual seller is probably making a killing somewhere. But uh, yeah, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there. That, that, well, that was our fun short news story of the week, so if you guys are into cocaine, let us know in the comment section below so we don't let you near our stereos or VCRs. All right, so I, I figured out a couple things about this Friday the 13th thing. First, it turns out that I was born on the 13th, just like Harrison Ford. It wasn't, it wasn't a Friday, I'll, I'll grant you that, but I have had birthdays on Friday the 13th. Go figure. Second, I decided to do some Googling, right? It looks like Friday the 13th is not exactly a new experience for this show. We actually aired our 50th episode of Chris to Chris on Friday the 13th in September, which was 13 weeks ago. Bum, 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 bum. I didn't realize that until right now. Wow. 13 weeks ago, we aired our first Friday the 13th episode. And from what I remember, you know, things went, things went fine. I don't think we had any issues. So I'm not going to declare this a state of emergency. I'll just issue a cautious warning to everybody to just keep an eye out for anything suspicious today. That's all. That's all. And if you're listening to this on Saturday, uh, I guess that means we, we did it. We, we survived, right? Unless you, you hear on the news that something terrible happened to the, the Chris to Chris podcast, of course, because we have... Millions of listeners going on 8 billion. Dell, go ahead and tell them what time it is. Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Yes, sir. It's Listener Question Time. And boy, oh boy, do we have some wonderful questions this week. First question comes from Ken, who, by the way, I just want to give a shout out to Ken because he just put out another book called The uh, Christmas Chest. It's a Christmas story for your kids. And uh, Ken is a beast when it comes to writing books. He, uh, he... He continues to surprise me with his energy and productivity. I'm, I'm tired as hell with everything going on in my life. And this fool, this, this smart young man is uh, constantly putting out uh, a lot of effort. First question from Ken. He says, do you think we should keep Christ in Christmas or let him out on other days of the year as well? <laughs> this feels like a trick question, Ken. But I do respect it. Kind of like, a, can God make a rock so heavy he can't lift it? It's a chicken and egg sort of thing. I say that we let Christ out, you know? We can have Christ in all of the holidays. Christ of July, Christopher Columbus Day, Christoween, etc. I don't know. It might be kind of sacrilegious. We'll have to look into that. Yuli asks, what would happen if Christmas happened during the summer? Well, once upon a time, Yuli, there was a groundbreaking show on Nickelodeon called Pete and Pete, and they attempted to answer this question. Little Pete, as he was called, he wanted to have Christmas. He, 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 he loved Christmas so much that he decided Christmas should happen every day of the year. And so that's what he did. He celebrated Christmas every day of the year. I think it even happened until the summer, into the summer. It got hot. Now, I haven't seen this episode or any episode of Pete and Pete in probably over 20 years. But from what I remember, it does not go well. 
It doesn't go well. Christmas in the summer just sounds like uh, Christmas in Arizona. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. I don't think Arizonans, Arizonians, I don't think anybody from Arizona wants that. I don't think they want to inflict that kind of punishment on any of us. Thanks for the question. Devin asks, can you tell Yilly Happy Hanukkah for me? Make sure you spell it with a C in front. This is a great question. Now, I'm not used to spelling the words that I say out loud. You know, I'm not used to saying loud, L-O-U-D. I had to think about the word loud as I, as I said that. That's, that's uh, not good. But, you know, we're just going to pronounce it with a C. We'll say that. Yilly. <clears throat> Yilly, are you listening? Yilly? Devin would like me to say, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to you. So I hope you have a happy Hanukkah. My, my, my knowledge of Hanukkah is primarily derived. This is a fun fact. My, my knowledge of Hanukkah is primarily derived from the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Kolos Dolos asks, have you ever felt like you might be the fictional protagonist in a story that someone else is writing? That is a very profound question, Mr. Kolos. And here's something I have thought, and I've said actually multiple times. I often feel like the antagonist in my own story. There's the, the, the phrase, you are the protagonist in your own life story, something like that. But I often feel like the antagonist in my own life story. And that is uh, not fun. But your question actually poses a, a thought that I hadn't... Well, I have thought about it to... Uh, well, on a different spectrum, I guess you could say. Like, I, I've thought that, you know, I might be part of a simulation. You know what I mean? I might be uh, just kind of a smart sim. A smart sim. Or what I interpret as smart, like me... Uh, uh, putting on these headphones and listening to music and blah, blah, blah. I'm listening to the lyrics and thinking about them. And from the perspective of whoever's playing this mass world of Sims game on this planet that I live on, it could just sound like, jabber, 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 jabber. Am I making any sense? I guess you have to have played The Sims to know what the hell I'm talking about. And I haven't really been a Sims fan. I haven't played The Sims. I like SimCity. I don't think that was your question. I don't think you were asking me about the sims or simulations. Have I ever felt like I might be the fictional protagonist in a story that someone else is writing? I have not personally thought that. But now I can't unthink that. And I guess I should be honored if that's the case, right? I'm the protagonist. I am the protagonist. However, that also means I am just the... I'm just at the whim of somebody else's pen or keyboard, whatever it is. Every word I'm saying. I can't imagine somebody taking the time to write out all the, the, the word flubs and gibberish I have, I have spilled out over these last 25 minutes or so. So I haven't thought about it, but now I will constantly think about it. So thank you for that extra level of paranoia, Mr. Kolos. Ken asks, why is it that it is called Elf on the Shelf, yet it is rarely pictured on a shelf? I think that you have just come up with the opening statement to a winning lawsuit, Ken. I hope you sue, and I hope you let us know how it goes. I've seen some uh, very lovely Elf on the Shelf pictures lately, and 
Some of them are a lot more inappropriate than I ever expected, but it, it has been eye-opening. Yilly asks, what should I tell the three kings to bring me on January 6th? All right, I just recently learned about this whole three kings thing. Oh, excuse me. Apparently, in uh, Cuba and Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, <laughs> Puerto Rico, and other places that laugh with J's instead of H's, apparently, they don't always celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Three Kings Day, which is also called Epiphany. And it's on January 6th. Did I mention that? It's on January 6th. No, Yilly mentioned that. I don't know why I need to tell you what day it is when uh, Yilly already told us. So it's on January 6th, Three Kings Day, right? And I'm not going to keep explaining this too much. I think you guys get the idea. This show is called Chris to Chris. It's not called Chris Reads Wikipedia to You for an Hour, right? You get it. It's a holiday. It's a Christmas-esque holiday uh, celebrated by uh, people of Latin origin, right? We got that. Anyway. You should ask the, the three kings, Yilly. You should ask them to get you some Nancy Spumoni signature snow boots. Most definitely. Or, if you aren't into boots this year, you should ask for some Frankincense and Myrrh GameCube controllers to, to play Smash Brothers Ultimate. And you get an extra controller if you can spell Frankincense and Myrrh without looking them up first. I dare you. I dare you. Spoiler, I fail. I fail that test every time. Every year. It doesn't matter how many times I, I've looked up these words, how many times I've learned them. I always forget how to spell both frankincense and myrrh. Devin asks, if you were a Muslim, would you ever join Jews for Jesus? This is a, a good question because this actually hits home for me. Now, not because I'm a Muslim or because I'm a Jew, but I do remember... Uh, going to church, uh, and it wasn't on a Sunday. It was probably on like a Wednesday or Thursday night in the summer. And we were going for this thing called Jews for Jesus. Jews for Jesus. And the thing about this, the thing about Jews for Jesus, is that I wasn't, when I, when I went, I hadn't read the title. I had only heard it. I heard the pastor say, Come on down, Thursday night, for Juice for Jesus. Mike, Dell. I thought this was called Juice for Jesus. And we get there, and there's this very nice older Jewish man telling his life story about how he's a, a Jewish man preaching the word of Jesus on the street to, to other Jews. And I'm listening, and the story's fascinating. You know, he's going through Jewish towns, being that guy on the corner, you know? Handing out flyers, talking about Jesus. And the entire time, the entire time, I'm thinking, when are we going to get the juice? Where is the juice? This is called Juice for Jesus. And I think I finally got a pamphlet or something at the end of the show, the end of the, uh, the, the event, the sermon, whatever you want to call it. And it finally hit me. I'm a dumbass. I'm a dumbass. So it was called Jews for Jesus. So uh, to answer your question, if I was a Muslim, would I ever join Jews for Jesus? 
yes, but I, I'm sure it would have been a mistake. I'm sure it would have been a mistake. I'm sure I would have been looking for some, some Hawaiian punch, right? Ken asks, what do you do to make the weeks before Christmas festive? Ken, we put up Christmas lights and reminisce about the 11 months of the year we don't pay to light up hundreds of Christmas lights every night. That's what we do to make the, the nights before Christmas festive. Thank you for the questions. Wonderful question. Oh, Ken also asks, should I have saved all of these holiday-themed questions for next week? Ken, absolutely not. No way. No way. The word is that Christmas might be moving to July soon, right? So we've got to take advantage of Christmas in December while we still can, right? This is the, the, the war on Christmas in December. Thank you for the question. Yuli asks, how do I build a snowman? Great question. First, Yuli, you got to move to a state with snow or a country with snow. Anytime it snows in California, it's a big deal because we never get snow, except in the mountains, and nobody lives in the mountains except the Yetis, right? But anytime it snows, the snow is always the quote-unquote bad snow. It doesn't pack well and it melts quick because it's hot here, at least too hot for snow. So the first thing you need to do is move to, to Michigan or somewhere else with a lot of snow. Next, you need to buy yourself some coal and a carrot and a top hat. And if you're cool, you get them a pipe or a cigar as well, right? And if you get all the proper items and you don't cheap out on it, get an organic carrot, for example. So you get all the good stuff. If you get all the good stuff, that sucker, I promise you, that sucker is going to come to life. And he might even sound like Michael Keaton. Thanks for the question, Yilly. Ken asks, what is your favorite thing to eat right after recording your podcast? Well, we usually finish putting the whole thing together at about midnight or 1 a.m. So we like to celebrate by eating something light, like a, a frozen pizza or a Philly cheesesteak. We, like we like to let our stomachs settle by uh, not eating too heavy that late at night. Thanks for the question, Ken. Oh, Ken asks one more question here. Let's uh, wrap the listener questions up with one more question from Ken. Ken asks, I have top fan status on your Facebook page. What perks do I get now? First of all, congratulations on attaining the coveted top fan status on our up and loaded Facebook page. By obtaining the top fan status, Ken, and anybody who is a top fan or strives to be, by obtaining top fan status, you are granted exclusive access to Mike's collection of unopened toothbrushes and deodorant sticks. He doesn't use them at all. So it's all yours. It's like the lost and found of things that were never used. Thanks for the questions, everybody. As always, you can ask us questions on our Facebook at Up and Loaded, on our Twitter at Up and Loaded, hell, on our Instagram at Up and Loaded. By the way, speaking of social media, we've been doing polls. Lately, we've been doing them on Twitter. Last week, I teased about a return to Facebook, but Facebook continues to uh, be awful. We still want you to follow us there. But their, their poll situation really sucks still. But we asked on our Twitter page, at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E we said, what is a good name for a boy? Trying to name our son. Half of you said, Basil is a great name for a boy. The other half of you said, Aslan. Zero percent of you, I was disappointed. But zero percent of you said, Ebenezer would have been a good name for a boy. But uh, one person did comment and uh, come up with their own name they said uh, that 
Ferdinand Sisko Lebowski III should be the name of uh, our son. Now, we don't have a Ferdinand Sisko Lebowski II or, or, or senior, so we we'll probably won't go with that name, but I do appreciate the effort. This week's poll asks, how do you feel about Friday the 13th? Look for that poll either on Facebook or Twitter at Up and Loaded. We will decide where we put it as soon as uh, this episode airs today when you're listening to it. Don't forget to subscribe to this show. We're going to wrap this up. I didn't mention that, but we're wrapping this thing up. I think we've had fun. I hope you did too. Don't forget to subscribe to it. And follow us on all the social media accounts and blah, 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 blah. If you do subscribe to this show, do us a favor. Give us a nice positive rating. If you want to know how to find us quickly at uploaded.com, if you go to uploaded.com at the very top of the website, there's a link that will take you to whatever podcast you go to. It'll take you to Apple Podcasts and it'll, it'll let you uh, give us a, a nice five-star review or cinco estrella review. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I guess it would be estrellas because it's, it's plural. I like to be uh, grammatically accurate when I butcher Spanish. So uh, go ahead and uh, do all that nice stuff. And... This has been episode 63 of Chris to Chris. Go ahead and do me a favor, all right? Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else.